Hey everybody, welcome back to the White Little Podcast, and today we are talking about Mario's brother, Luigi. As <laughs> always, oh god, <laughs> I did not expect that. As always, I'm Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And super Luigi fan, Jason. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who does that noise, I just, it's one of them. That's oh, amazing. Wow. Oh, also, uh, Jason, why don't you tell people who you are and why you're here? I am senior editor at But Why Though. Uh, I make I make the podcast not have Kate yelling my name, and I edit all of the written a lot of the written stuff on the website. And uh, uh, I'm here because. The 35th birthday of Luigi is uh, just passed, and I requested this episode, I don't know, nine months ago, and Matt and Kate were like, yes, but we got we haven't even done Mario yet, so let's do that first. And now- Okay, no, no, no. Matt was like, we can't do this because we haven't done Mario yet, because Matt does that with all of our episodes, where we can't do a <laughs> thing until we do another thing. Like that stupid music fight that- it was like, was it John Williams and Hans Zimmer or something? Yeah. Anyway. To be fair, it would be, it would be a little weird to do Luigi but not have talked about Mario at all. <laughs> that is fair. fair. That that has grounds for for that. That's fair. If you listened to last week's episode, then you know I don't know anything about Mario other than what pop culture has told me or the random levels I've played. So Matt is leading this episode. Correct. Um, and obviously, Kate's introduction in this episode is basically all you need to know about Luigi in general. Uh, he is Mario's brother. So if there's anybody that, if, I guess, encapsulates the, you are, you are basically a spawn of somebody else, it is Luigi. Um, but obviously, there's so much to talk about Mario. And, you know, Luigi is kind of, I guess, important in some ways. And he's done, done his own things that we felt we'd have our own little episode about him, obviously, in Jason's honor as a Luigi person so we know the answer to this for you Jason but okay. I want to ask Kate in what no I did want to like contextualize this as we keep saying uh Jason is the Luigi person if you look up Luigi on the but why though podcast.com website you will see how many words Jason has written on the character of Luigi by reviewing Luigi content so just so everybody knows Yes. And those are just um, the words that I actually wrote and published. <laughs> um, but so I guess we know where Jason falls in this, but I do want to kind of ask, I guess, Kate and Adrian before myself, um, are you a Mario or a Luigi person? My cousins always played Mario, so I always got stuck with Luigi, so I'm a Luigi person. Yeah, I know like that's, that's usually like everybody's thing, right? Like people only like Luigi because they got stuck playing second player, but I like picked Luigi. I like Luigi better I, I said this like very briefly at this at the other episode but Mario kind of seems like a jerk he kind of seems like the kind of guy who like you know Luigi could like save the world and Mario would be like ah I'm here now kind of thing and I, I just don't like that and his girlfriend also kind seems kind of rude Daisy seems better I don't know I just think I just always liked Luigi more for for whatever reason uh, okay. Even though, like, red's my favorite color, so, like, I guess, like, theoretically, like, I should be picking him, but he just didn't seem like a very nice person. So, one, I thought there was a colorblind joke in there, but... Probably. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, 
And obviously I'll kind of let Jason, you can kind of talk a little bit, I guess, after I answer, but I'm actually a Ouija person beforehand, but not now as much. And being a, I like my favorite color is green or, you know, some sort of green. And so I'll, I always like, you know, green Mario, which is technically what we had at the beginning versus actual Mario. Um, but no, like as far as thing about, I was always a Ouija person just because I liked the color green and not because I was stuck at second player like Kate, even though there were plenty of times that, you know, I was, you know, probably had a chance. Um, but no, I just like, yeah, I mean, and I think like a, a couple of the bigger things too. I think I just like the way that he looked better in like the Mario Kart. I thought his carts were cooler looking than like, I, I, I just like he looked better in his cart, man. I don't know, maybe because he was a taller dude and like I could actually see him, but also like Luigi's Mansion. I mean, come on, it's better. So, than I will say, so I will say, as much as I got stuck as Luigi, I do genuinely like Luigi now. But because when they when I learned who Waluigi was, I really, really loved Waluigi <laughs> just because of how he looked. And then that made me appreciate Luigi Luigi more. Okay. So basically as a given back to the thing of as a not, as they've given Luigi more personality and character development, as we've talked about, as we were going to talk about this episode, I have become to not really care about Luigi as much, sadly because of his personality traits. All I'm hearing, you're just not ride or die is all I'm hearing. And no, that sounds I like, like a personal all I All I'm hearing is, as with every time there are two diametrically opposed characters on this podcast, Adrian likes one of them, Matt likes the other, and it's all based on personality traits. <laughs> so I, I think that we've, we've, we've covered, to me, the, the three biggest reasons why I think Luigi is a super important and great character. There's the what Kate started with, the player too, the opportunity for even though it was like that you got forced to play as Luigi, it was also the like I get to play with my older sibling, my older cousin, and still have that experience in a way that um, maybe it wasn't the first time that happened in games, but it's absolutely the most one of the two most iconic. The other being the Sonic Two, getting to play as Tails, uh, but this happened first and. There's that one. There's what Adrian was getting out of like the personality part and what Matt clearly doesn't like about Luigi, but the, <laughs> the, the personality part and just being a, a distinct character from Mario and, and from like the reason why I'm one of the reasons I'm the most into Luigi is more similar to that is like I just I just thought that the, the that, that that lanky goober was just cooler looking and fit my <laughs> my my interests more <laughs> and so the fact that the fact that you could and then the third one being some of more what matt's saying about like the fact that luigi sure was just a color palette swap originally but um even just being a color palette swap giving you as the players just just that slightly different opportunity to play the game the way you want to play it as the green guy instead of the red guy and then developing from there how Luigi is a different and distinct character and how, I mean, we didn't get into this in our Mario episode because there's too many darn things to talk about, but maybe in a future one, how like Mario is the genesis of so many game mechanics. Those are my the three, the three pieces that I think about when I think about why Luigi like, isn't just Mario's brother, but is a, an important character unto himself. Cool. Awesome, awesome. See, we're done with Ouija. That's all that we need to know. Uh, no. <laughs> this was really a mini-sode. Yeah. Congrats, guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so, basically, um, 
Like Mario, uh, Ouija was created by Shigeru Miyamoto. Ouija was created in 1983. He makes his first appearance in Mario Bros. in 1983. Um, he's also a fictional character in the Mario game franchise by Nintendo. Um, he's also depicted as an Italian plumber like his brother, but he's a taller Italian plumber. Um, instead of red, he usually wears a green hat, blue overalls with green undergarments or shirt that makes people feel better. Um, and then he resides in Mushroom Kingdom, and he has an older twin brother named Mario, which was all of last week's episode. So if you have not checked it out, go check that out, where we get to discuss all things Mario-related that we can within a reasonable amount of time. Um, which leads to basically kind of the fun little thing of, of what we get with um, Ouija. Mario basically needed a sidekick, and people once upon a time used to play with their siblings in games and play co-op together. So Ouija was born as a palette swap for Red Mario to Green Mario, a.k.a. Ouija was born. Um, but obviously, as technology has grown, he has also grown over the years and developed his own characteristics and character in general and personality and whatnot else. Kind of getting to the games, like Mario, Luigi's appeared in many, many games in its creation. Therefore, we're not going to name all of them. Um, but also, the funny thing is, like, he apparently not appeared in as many games as Mario, so nobody actually seems to care to total up exactly how many games he's been in. And so just know he's not been over more than Mario, but he's probably been a lot more than any other character we could probably think of in a lot of ways. Um, we kind of went through some of the popular series that uh, Mario was in last year, or excuse me, last week. Um, so we kind of go touch on a little bit uh, this week as well, but Luigi also appears in basically, you know, like the Super Mario Bros. series, you know, the Mario Kart series, the Mario Party series, you know, the Mario sports games, the puzzle games, Mario role-playing, and even the Mario educational series. Um, but I do want to ask you all, when it came to the game, some of these games like Mario Kart, Mario Party, or even some of the sports ones, did you all pick Mario? Did you ever pick, I mean, or versus Luigi? Did you ever pick Luigi? Did you pick another character? Who did you all choose? I, this is my hot take. I think Mario is actually kind of ugly, so I never played him as anything where I have the option to play somebody else, but I also never ever chose Luigi if I could play as somebody who wasn't a Mario brother. I would, I would usually choose Boo or Daisy. Um, sometimes Toad as a backup. Yoshi was always taken by the time I tried to get him, though. But yes, no, never that. Boo, Daisy, if somebody didn't take Yoshi, Yoshi, but never one of the Mario Brothers, because they're boring-looking characters. So one, I, there's a lot to take out of that. Of One, that was also kind of the part of the reason why I didn't like Mario in the get-go, and I mentioned kind of the get-go. I was a Ouija person. Didn't like the way Mario looked. I'm sorry. Um, but also... I just like that you were so slow that you never got Yoshi. Yeah. And you just accepted this. I did, so I went to other characters. <laughs> like, who's your favorite character? Just... Kids only. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um... <laughs> no, because my because the moment you go into that screen, if you know where to go, you can get to your character first. And my cousin was just really good at it. I know, so Mario Kart, I... Yoshi was top left. That's how it, how it worked. <laughs> um, Adrian, what about you? Uh, yeah, I picked Luigi in... Mike Mario Party and, and Mario Kart more times than I don't. I think the only other character that I play would probably be Donkey Kong, just because you know who doesn't want to be a big ape in a car like me. I want to. I want to be a different that. type of thick boy. Yeah, 
but yeah, I usually picked picked Mario like in like the early days. Now, like with Smash Brothers and like all the other characters that you get in like these crossover games, not so much anymore. But I was a Luigi picker. Jason, uh, yeah, I picked Luigi in a lot of things. In Melee, Luigi was definitely the top two characters, and in Brawl, um, uh, Luigi was de- definitely a Mario Kart pick too, and uh, Mario Party. I-, I was a Luigi fan through and through. Yeah, I like I love it. it. Like, uh, funny thing is, obviously, I picked probably Luigi over Mario when I could because I didn't think, but I was also kind of in the Kate realm of I didn't like picking either one of the Mario brothers because they're boring. I definitely in the Mario Kart, I was a Koopa person first. Um, obviously, they kind of got rid of him for a few games, which is always one of the biggest things. That always, I will always hold it against that they got rid of Koopa. Uh, but then I was a Yoshi person for the most part. Um, also, the funny thing, we didn't really even talking about, talk about or mention it in the Mario episode. Um, for kind of a good reason, but even like you all talking about what you're talking about, like Smash and whatnot, I didn't even put those in these games because technically I don't even think they actually fall within the Mario franchise per se because they're just kind of something different from Nintendo yeah. that actually have Mario characters. Um, but the fact that obviously those two are usually in the game uh, obviously brings it up. Yeah, but the game is also called Super Smash Brothers XYZ well, thing. So like right. they, they even took the, like the name for it because they knew that that would sell better than like Adventures of Link Battle XCOM or something like that, right? Like they, they no, absolutely. The, I'm not saying you're we're wrong. Or you're you're wrong right. so I want I wanted to bring up last episode too of like we've covered super we've covered that franchise, and I would argue that we the only reason we have that is because of all the characters that we get out of uh, Super Mario. Like, yeah, most of the characters percent of the original characters. Yeah, we're Mario. exactly. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I said. It's one of those like I purposely. You know, I didn't like technically like just leave it off. I purposely did because it technically didn't fall with under the Mario franchise per se yeah. of stuff, even though it might as well be. But that's kind of what we talked about towards the end of just like Nintendo is Mario. Yeah. Um, but no, I was definitely a Koopa and Yoshi person. I was also, unlike Kate, usually pretty good at getting Yoshi. At least 60% of the time I still failed. But I, I would say I was better enough to where I could actually acknowledge that I could Yoshi was my Every time I have ever played anything with you where we pick where we pick characters, I have seen you pick Yoshi. I tried to get him once and then I gave up. <laughs> I'm very so good at picking my characters. You are in any game. Sometimes it's weird. You just, you just know what you're looking for. Um but yeah, obviously, um, kind of as you mentioned too, like um, Jason, top of the jumping ability, I did like as we get into some of these other games, Luigi getting different power-ups and characters. We talked, we mentioned it, touched on with Mario, you know, the difference over the game, but obviously, you know, like the flower, the star and everything. But as uh, we get into kind of breaking down, like, you know, part, uh, not necessarily party, but like golf and stuff, but like Luigi does get his own set of like abilities and power-ups that differ from Mario and thing. Um, obviously when it comes to like other media, guess what? Luigi appears in pretty much every single thing Mario does because he's Mario twin. So we really don't need to go. Um, so obviously the TV series, the film, the, uh, as Kate mentioned, played by John, you can even say the last name because you thought he was apparently Latino. Um, John Leguizamo is Latino. No, I meant like we, you thought Luigi was Latino for a long time. Luigi was definitely on the show. Yeah, I I know like he's like basically everything. I can't think of like a Mario game that he's not in. Um, Super Mario sixty four. Mario sixty four. Mario sixty four. Yes, I don't think he was in Odyssey that I can remember either. 
but I'd imagine he's probably in all the RPG games for sure. Like, there's a lot of stuff that he's in. Yeah, that yeah. crosses over for sure. Um, but yeah, as far I think it's Mario 64, probably the big one that everybody knows that he was never in. Um, I'm not sure about some of the later games. Uh, I don't know about Odyssey, but from everything I found in Galaxy, uh, Super Mario World, and obviously all the carts, Mario parties, and whatnot else. And stuff. Um, I don't know about the doc. I think in the Dr. Mario's he was there, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, the Tetris version, but obviously go there. Um, but yeah, as far as the film and TV and stuff, he definitely, as far as I know, he's in those, including, like I said, the movie. Um, Kate, was he, I'm assuming he was your favorite even then in the movie? In the, yes. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Look, there were very few Latinos to choose from in media. It was like the old Chicanos in Blood In, Blood Out, American Me that I wasn't allowed to watch yet, or... It was John Logazamo in literally everything he was doing. So, yes. So I guess unlike Mario, where we took a long time with the background, um, Ouija, we already get to dive into these, but why though, to get this thing started? If you want in-depth background, go to our last episode where we give you in-depth background of the Mario franchise. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's not like he's not there, but it's just kind of like, it, he, basically it's all Mario-led, all Mario stuff, and Ouija's just there because his brother gets to ride along. Um, but, you know, Jason's important in our lives, and Ouija eventually grows his own character, so here we are. So get into the but why those. I usually always start with the successful franchise, but not really because Ouija, not even his own franchise. And for a long time, he wasn't even his own character. But as I said, he has grown to get some of his own games. And so we'll start with the, the weird, mysterious Ouija's Hammer Toss from 1990, which is apparently the first game which Ouija is the main protagonist. And I honestly, I could not find much on this game. But the only thing I could find is apparently you earn points by moving Ouija left and right to deflect hammers. Has anybody heard of this? Nothing I can think of. It also makes sense, like why it was like like why Luigi's hammer heavy compared to his brother. So obviously, this is from the first known that we could find, you know, from Ouija thing. But obviously, it's not well renowned, not well known for the most part. And halftime, it's usually even sometimes depending on who you even talk to, whether it even exists. Um, which kind of leads to essentially Mario is missing. This one of these educational games uh, made in 1992, and this was basically Mario or Ouija's kind of like first main thing. Obviously, for the NES, that a lot of people remember being Ouija's first time, whether it was or wasn't, you know, fine. Um, but I do want to read this plot for this game because this is wild. It's an educational game where you travel the globe to find treasures to help find Mario. So basically, it starts off with Bowser traveling to the real world quote-unquote real world, you know, because we're instead of Mushroom Kingdom, and he sets up a castle in Antarctica. So he's at the very bottom of the world, or top, depending on however you want to look at it. Not really, it's bottom. But, um, and he uses basically this portal system, or uh, basically the passcode operated remote transportation and Larson C system portals, because um, you know how that was in the 90s of these great anagrams. And he sends Koopas all around the globe to steal treasures so that he can sell these treasures, I guess on the black market or something, to buy enough hair dryers to melt Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I mentioned on the Mario episode, this is kind of one of those jaw things where they try to train a shark of, that was the plot to this game. Uh, you stop Koopas from getting treasures that Bowser was going to sell treasure to buy hair dryers. Not just one hair dryer, but a lot of hair dryers to melt Antarctica. 
Um, okay. Well, at least it's a kid's game. Which I don't know if that makes it better or worse. It's also an educational game. It... <laughs> Next. Um, obviously, this exists. Um, I don't know if you all remember it. I do remember this game. I never obviously played it. Um, I just remember it from the cover because it is an NES game. Uh, but it is like we talked about with other educational games of the time frame. Of, they kind of just licensed out Mario and Luigi but nothing plays like it. It's kind of like a point and click game. There's nothing really like actual anything like to do with other Mario types of games. This isn't platforming. It's not even Mario Kart or anything. It's just Mario and Luigi are together. Or Mario, or Mario trapped or kidnapped or whatever. And Luigi just point and clicking his way around the globe um, to stop the hair dryers from melting Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that game, but also like, it's also, I'm pretty sure there's a ridiculous amount of educational games that have ridiculous premises like that because of the time period like oh, we yeah. talked about last episode. So I'm not surprised that that is like a thing. Yeah, it, it was, it's absurd. Um, but I had to write that down because it was one of those of like, what? What did I read? And I had to reread it. And I even, I think I even looked up like two or three sources to make sure I was like, this can't, this has got to be insane, right? Oh, no. um, it's, it's for real. Yeah. I've heard about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I just want Jason to become a Luigi historian as he plays through every Luigi game and collects all these ridiculous premises. Yeah. Um, but then basically from 1992, from Mario Missing until 2001, there's literally nothing of Luigi other than starring in Mario games. And that's it. Um, see, Luigi's done. But um, obviously during this time frame, we get a bunch of advances in technology. Mario 64 comes out. We got 3D platforming. They can make stuff more than polygons. You know, you know, people have hair now and everything in video games. Um, so we get to basically 2001. Their hats can detach from their heads. Yeah, their hats come off. They could shave their mustache if they wanted to, which is still one of the most disturbing things with Mario or Luigi without a mustache. Um, <laughs> but when we get to basically what Luigi's probably best known for is Luigi's Mansion. We get to 2001. Um, it's by far the, it's not by far, it is the most successful GameCube launch title. And it was the best-selling game of November of 2001 when it launched. Um, funny thing is, outside of it, all of the success it got, it still only has a 78 on Metacritic. And I still abide by the GameCube sucked as a console. What? What? The GameCube did not suck as a console. The GameCube is one of the best consoles that there is. That is false. Um... But yes, it did have a lot of... I'm sorry your dreams died when the Dreamcast did, Matt. That's not my fault. The Dreamcast actually had way more features than anything the GameCube ever thought of. Nobody cares. It's dead. And it died quicker <laughs> than the GameCube did. did well, it? Oh, the GameCube has some, of the most beloved, has some of the most beloved Nintendo games. Yeah, they were still playing Super Smash Brothers from the GameCube version up until like last year. One, major tournaments, so. I do like that everybody... Who's playing the Dreamcast and major anything? I mean, Nintendo doesn't even support Also, the them. GameCube was also huge for Resident Evil. No, it, it wasn't. Was the Dreamcast was bigger ball. for Resident Evil. No. Are you serious right now? My favorite game may have come from the Dreamcast, Code Veronica. <laughs> but the largest defining changing point of the Resident Evil series when it comes to both mechanics and story 
is Resident Evil 4. One, Resident Evil would have been dead without Veronica on Dreamcast, but anyways. No, it wouldn't have. No. But anyways. I love Veronica. Code Veronica with all my heart. I love that game, but that game does not get recognition it deserves at all, and it didn't get it at the time. So no, Resident Evil would have been fine without Code Veronica. Uh, we wouldn't, if it weren't for the GameCube, we wouldn't have Super Monkey Ball. Nobody cares. Where would we be without <laughs> so the first, Ball? Come on. So the first problem I have with this whole thing is I said this last episode and nobody cared. And then I say it this episode and all of a sudden everybody cares. Because we had other stuff to talk about, Matt. What are we going to talk about for this next hour? Well, one yeah, that just is one of the GameCube's best games. What do you mean? Yeah, no. And it had a 78 on Metacritic. Um, but it did have a lot of praise. Pikmin. Animal Crossing. It had a lot of criticisms, obviously, to go along with this. But it was an overall success. And it was such a good success that it led to Ouija's Mansion, Dark Moon, 12 years later. <laughs> Back in 2013. Um, it was once again one of the higher selling games. And then obviously it had a much higher score of an 86 on Metacritic. And it actually led to the Ouija Mansion's arcade release in Japan. And so I guess for those that haven't played Ouija Mansion, I know we talked about now two of them. I have not actually played a Ouija's Mansion game, because whatever else, but I know you have a vacuum. Apparently there was a VR game where you can even felt like you were vacuuming up people at one time. Um, I guess Jason has our Ouija thing. Can you kind of give us a breakdown of Ouija's Mansion other than he basically owns a mansion that's haunted? Yeah, well, so Ouija's Mansion was a launch title for the GameCube, and people, when it came out, were probably like, what in the world are you giving us this weird Luigi game for and not a Mario game? Because yes. Sun Sunshine didn't come out and com come out for a while still after that. And so, but uh, what's what makes it what makes it still now, but made it then too, a, a great launch title was that what it does as a game is just takes takes all of what the 3D-ness of 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 uh the n64 era brought us and just said and now here's a bunch more buttons on your controller that you can like have a actually have perspective and have like zoom in on things and have the camera working and well and like be able to just actually feel like you're in a 3d environment of your own control as opposed to like in super mario 64 you have the very style like the camera only turns a certain number of degrees at a time right and 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 in luigi's mansion it's kind of a fixed camera but you can use the the game what's it called in that one the, not the game boo advance there's like a, a thing where you can go into a first person camera view and be able to look all directions and just like exist in this 3d environment but as a game itself uh, the the premise is basically that like all these ghosts are out here and you got to suck them up with your vacuum and put them back into portraits. And it's an entirely, it's not a platformer. It's just an action game. And it's a totally different than anything that the Mario franchise had done before. And was probably one of the first games that let Nintendo say, Oh, we can like really take the franchises that we already have and do a bunch of different things with them. Cause later on you get like captain toad, which is a puzzle game and you get, um, some of the like Wario Land game shake games, and it might not have gotten uh, the high scores it deserves on Metacritic, but it was definitely a uh, the beginning of of a new era of Mario games, set where where we can have more than just the platformers and the party games, but that we can do adventure kind of games in this genre too. Also, it's just got a dope soundtrack, and it's a lot of fun. 
soundtrack is and super if we're dope. talking about like the whole the whole three game series i think the reason why there wasn't a game between the first and the second one for 12 years is because honestly the first one was just was was in its own context i'm not saying the game is perfect but uh, but it was the perfect luigi's mansion game and by the time they ever probably sat in a room and said let's come up with a sequel there was nothing worth trying to do a second time for a long time until they had new new uh new hardware to try stuff out with and uh the second game's not as good because it 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 try it's it's uh it's not derivative enough but too derivative at the same time if that makes any sense but then by the time you get to the third one it's like it's more similar to what the first one was, but still, I don't know. The first one's the best one, even though the third one's also great. And which, I don't remember what the original question was, but that's what I got to say. About <laughs> um, which I guess we'll get to the third one real fast, and then we'll kind of come back and discuss like all three of them. Of Luigi's Mansion 3 came out last year in 2019. It quote-unquote critically acclaimed as an 86 on Metacritic. Which obviously Metacritic and Critic Claim always confuses me sometimes. Anyways, it's obviously one of the best-selling Switch games of all time, which obviously might vary now that we've kind of like seen obviously Animal Crossing releases this year have just been smashing everything. Um, it also was nominated for plenty of awards and actually won multiple like best family to social games throughout the like 2019 into 2020. Um, so kind of so those are the three Luigi's Mansion games, and like I said, there's like, like the obviously the arcade game, and I think that's the one with like pretty sure it's either that one or there's like another VR type thing where like I said you could actually like feel like you're carrying a vacuum and you actually vacuumed up stuff. And it was weird reading about this because it was uh people were like it felt like I was holding a vacuum and vacuuming it up stuff, and I was just like, so you made a VR game to do work. Were you gonna be a Ghostbuster? Yes. <laughs> Where you could do work to yeah. vacuum. Yeah. I've, I've, yes. I've seen the I've seen the arcade I've seen the arcade game, but the one arcade that I was at that had it, it was broken, so I couldn't try it. But yeah, um obviously the, it's cool cuz we talked about, you know, all the varieties of stuff of everything, but you no, know, getting this nice like weird where you're you're a vacuum, you're basically a, a, I guess a ghostbuster or a vacuum cleaner um person. <laughs> you walk around just vacuuming up ghosts. Um it definitely brought an interesting premise. I do know in the launch of 2001, outside of it being like I, there was obviously being the game being very short, but I know there was some not really backlash at the time, not what we see like today per se, but there was definitely like people like was like I wanted a Mario game, and you gave me this. Um, so I know that was definitely some stuff that happened and occurred during the launch of it. The way that I see it's definitely. It, I was like the way that I see it. I, I guess I don't. I don't think like the Metacritic thing is very fair because I think if you ask anyone who's like actually played the game, it's pretty damn good, and it's like the precursor, like Jason said, to Super Mario Sunshine, which I imagine is probably why this came out first because a lot of the mechanics in terms of like what you're basically kind of doing with him and the camera angles and stuff like that is from Luigi's Mansion. So maybe they were just like testing stuff out to make sure that uh, Sunshine was like perfect when it did come out. Uh, but if you're mad, like you're, if you're already mad that this isn't a Mario game and then you go to review it, you got to have some bias in it when you're when you're going through that. Correct. Except yeah. I don't know the fact that. So like the if it would have come out after, would it have gotten like? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I don't know if it's even the same reviewers or whatnot else, but I do know like as Jason mentioned, there was plenty of people, reviewers and non-reviewers, that had that issue. Um, as far as reviewers, most of them did like create some of the innovative stuff that Jason talked about and different things. It's fun talking about like innovative things now, like back then when it actually was something new and not just we copied another <laughs> platform. So weird now saying that word. Um, now I see why they said leave it in the two thousands. Um, 
But no, just um, a lot of it was that the game was very short, is what I did see as a main criticism, especially of some of the stuff. At about this time. Yeah, there's a lot of collectible stuff you go back and do. At least I thought. I don't know. I haven't played the game in years, but I remember putting a decent amount of time into it for sure. Yeah, and I'm... Hey, come on. Your vacuum's name is Poltergust. That's... <laughs> Isn't this dog name in, and, in the next And the Polter dog's Pup? name is Polterpup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on. Yeah, it's so cute. That's wholesome. That but so, that's wholesome. The fact that I've never made or I've never played a Luigi's Mansion game is actually really sad just because it seems my jam. It's definitely yes. your jam. Oh, totally. It's definitely your jam. The thing on the, on the scoring and the reviewing thing, too, is like, I don't think that you can ask most people right now and like which is better the first or the third luigi's mansion game and that anyone will tell you the third one is still better is better like i mean maybe there's people that prefer it or people that would rate it like technically higher but the the delta between the 77 and the 88 that you said before i think is what you said that's 86 and 77 that's that is too big of a gap to be like if you reviewed those games now like you it just it doesn't make sense to me because other than in the context of it wasn't a Mario game and all of that, because I think in retrospect, at least you look at the first and this is something that the Mario games went through as well. But you look at the three Luigi's Mansion games. The first one is this. Basically, op- open world, quote unquote, kind of game where you have this singular mansion that you unlock new areas of but you are not only able to but required to revisit every single part of this building over the course of the entire game then you get to luigi's mansion 2 and it's just this siloed off game with several different separate mansions and each thing is a mission and you just go into your mission to start the next thing and this is something that the mario games kind of it was the same where you had Super Mario 64 was more of this quote-unquote open world, and then by the time you get to Super Mario Galaxy games, there were just these missions within siloed off worlds, and it's a similar kind of trajectory. And now you get to the Luigi's Mansion 3, where it's somewhere in between. You have one building, but each of the 15 or 12 or whatever it is floors are kind of just their own separate things that you never really have too much incentive to go back and forth between the different areas of this map, quote-unquote. And so... Um, yes, I mean, I guess part of it's just my personal preference of what kind of games I prefer, where I like the Super Mario 64 style, I like the original Luigi's Mansion style more, but I think part of why people didn't like the second one as much is because it, it, it strayed too far from that, that, uh, it loses some of its, its environment feeling that makes this game so unique when you have everything so siloed off um into different into different worlds and like luigi's mansion 2 also mechanically isn't as as well put together a game as the super mario galaxy games are so people like those games because they're also just fun to play whereas luigi's mansion 2 is not has some setbacks and drawbacks in its mechanics but it's like when i think of when i look at the what was luigi's mansion like then versus now i mean i don't remember i don't i was too young to be critical of the game then other than it scared me and i loved it but i think looking at it now and comparing the most recent to the original there's there's definitely not that that a 10 point gap between how i would rate them i'd rate them pretty evenly yeah obviously kate not enjoying the 
the ghost pup is probably one of the biggest surprises slash disappointments of this episode already. No, I mean, I've been looking up pictures of the ghost pup as we go through here, but I have nothing to add and I don't want to derail again because I also have to pick up curbside. So, <laughs> but no, I think Walter pup is adorable, that's why I said like, that's why I said like the fact that I have not played Luigi's Mansion is a problem because this seems like the most Kate of anything in the Mario catalog. Yeah, it's like super cute. Like it's like it's just like a fun game. It's the reasons why it's won so many of like like those family achievement awards. Like it's cute and spooky. Yeah, those are like two good. of the things. Yeah. Look at that fat plushy dog that I bought because it looks like <laughs> Leia. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, but obviously, um, from there, we also get a lot of the booze and the ghost. Um, I don't know how what all ghosts were introduced in Weezy Mansion, per se, obviously, because I know we hit other characters, Doctor, but like just, were there any ghosts that stood out to you, um, Jason, that were your favorite? Every single ghost in the original game is has a completely unique personality. I mean, they're all like this one huge family, basically. It's almost kind of Adam's Family-like, where they're all just unique, goofy ghosts. I think my favorite ones are probably... Um, Uncle Gus is hilarious and also scared the absolute heck out of me as a kid. Um, I also... What what was it like Vincent Van Ghost or something stupid like that, which is what so f- super funny. Yeah, everything has like dumb names. Yeah, they're hilarious. Like, like Professor Egad. <laughs> Professor Egad, exactly. Dumb names, it's just like pun names. They but they all have unique personalities. <laughs> they all have so much going on for them. That's also part of why I think the original yeah. is so great. Like the third, you know, the other ones have unique bosses, but they don't have. Eh, they have some of the personality, I guess, too. But yeah, the the booze were not original to luigi's mansion but everyone else is and they're also they're just all so good yeah um so obviously from luigi mansion we do have a few other games that he kind of is the main like kind of star protagonist of in which we get a new super ouija u um in 2013 which is literally just a uh, it was first released as an expansion to the new super mario bro you bros you and then obviously later became a standalone game it has a, a score of 77 on Metacritic. Um, I haven't played this game, um, obviously, either. But um, what I see, just like I said, it kind of was its own little thing from the original game that they kind of became popular enough and big enough that they decided to make its own thing out of from a different game, which is kind of how Mario, as we've talked about before, began, from Donkey Kong to itself to now from Mario to Ouija, and here we are. Um, it's basically like a hard version of the super mario bros U, it's it's like it's it's pretty much the same levels but just harder it's also one of those luigi games where it's the exact same game but you just do the backwards (laughs) (laughs) that sounds right um right um so obviously super luigi uh you to that 2013 you know as you said jason it kind of i guess was just the harder expansion and became worthwhile to go in i don't i don't know like i said i never played this game but it seemed like people enjoyed it um i'm not really sure who all actually played and did whatever with this game <laughs> this is part this is it's university it's yeah, university it, it, it's part of it, it i told I you still it, don't it's part of professor the luigi super, it, yeah that's we, just the console correct yeah <laughs> university <laughs> yes uh 
Honestly, Which also, I, guess, I would really enjoy some Home sort of, of Professor Luigi Mario's. content. That would be that would be so great. <laughs> well, we don't necessarily have Professor Luigi content, but we do have Doctor Luigi content because apparently Doctor Luigi actually comes out in 2013, and just like the Doctor Mario's, it's a puzzle game that's basically Tetris. It has a 65 on Metacritic. I don't know if you could tell me the difference between Doctor Luigi or the Doctor Mario games. Nope. But um, yeah, that's about all I've got. Yeah. Out of that. <laughs> One's a little lankier. <laughs> yeah. But that's about all I got. Um, Those are kind of the two additional games outside. Obviously, the Ouija games are mainly known for the Ouija's Mansion, but we do have those two other games that did want to mention. And then, like I said, obviously he's playable in some of these other Mario games over the years as well. Um, But also, like I said, outside of him kind of starting his own new game, probably the last kind of but why, though, like talking about Ouija and the biggest thing we see is Ouija's character growth because he went from just literally a palette swap of Mario to now he's its own person because um, he's developed his own personality and characteristics over the year you know because after you're riding Mario coattails for all them years eventually you have to do something um, and this actually comes from sort of obviously we talked about better tech and you know beyond polygon but also this kind of happens because two-player mode eventually becomes dropped from the games and so they kind of have to figure out what to do and one of the things they decided to do was you know develop you know, Ouija. And so they kind of make him more distinct in a lot of ways. Um, he's taller, he's thinner, lankier, as we've mentioned. He's technically younger. Um, he has different voice, um, which we'll kind of get to in the fun facts about his voice. Um, he has a smoother mustache. And why did you feel it necessary so, to include smoother mustache? Is this another... Because it... No, it's not. But What is a smoother mustache? No, but apparently... No, but apparently he has a distinct mustache that's different than Mario's, where Mario kind of apparently has little, like, almost like waves or curves in his mustache, and Luigi just has a straight, smooth, both sides, smooth out, smooth left, smooth right. I understand what you're describing now, yes. But yes, they are, apparently if you look at photos of them, especially, I believe you can tell the distinct in their mustache, and apparently that was something that, um, part of what they did, um, to them. Are they both Italian mustaches? yes i mean because they're obviously italian brothers plumbers um he also like said his personality become kind of more timid kind of like this cowardly personality he's happier go lucky gets sad easily we seem to think but obviously you know he kind of he's not quite as um as mario like kind of adrian mentioned kind of like a mean i guess up front or more confrontational i guess person um and then as we've mentioned what Go ahead, finish. And then, obviously, as Jason mentioned multiple times, and we kind of threw throughout the episode, he obviously has better jumping ability, and they make that very distinct. And then kind of the last fun thing is he owns a haunted mansion, but he's afraid of ghosts. He doesn't own the mansion, Matt. He won the mansion in a contest (laughs) that turned out to be a trap set by King Boo to trap the Mario Bros. Yeah, but then all all the money he finds in the mansion, he uses to buy a new one when you beat the game. My oh bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, first off, who dissected Mario to showcase that there were these different things? And how and why is Mario an asshole? And why do I keep hearing that he is? Because I don't get it. These were just characters that jumped on things. I don't understand. There's there's one game in particular. I'm trying to remember if it's a Mario tennis game or one of the sports ones, though, where if you win as Luigi in the, like, campaign mode or whatever, 
Luigi's like going up to claim the trophy. He's so excited. And Mario comes up on stage and is like taking over the spotlight, steps on Luigi's foot, gives him a dirty look, and is just like, I'm better than you still. Are you making this up? No. <laughs> like this is this is something that happens in one of the like Mario tennis games or something like that. And that's um, depressing. Yeah, it's like really unsettling and not very nice. And I think that was the meanest Mario's ever been to Luigi, but since then in in all sorts of Mario games, there's always the little moments of like Mario being a bit of a bully to Luigi or just like, you know, making fun of him in a in a loving way, but sometimes in a less loving way. That's sad. Adrian, what do you got from this? I know you've also said express your disconcern in Mario. Face. Look at his mustache. He just looks like a dick. It's that non-smooth mustache. Smooth as a mustache. I don't know, yeah. man. He just seems like Think a jerk. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> this seems like, seems like if, there, if there's like the two brothers you want to go have a beer with, I think Luigi would be more fun to have a beer with where Mario is just going to like talk about himself the whole time. But Luigi, Luigi cares about your interests and what you got going on in your life. <laughs> Luigi will go and save you 100%. from a haunted mansion. I don't know if Mario would. If you don't have a. Absolutely not. If, you're not. if you don't have the peach, if you know what I'm saying, then Mario don't care about you. Oh Luigi cares God. about everybody. Well, and this is. This is this is also a dynamic that has become a what's like a word for like an anti-trope in video games. I don't know. Where like you have a lot of games now that make fun of this this idea of Mario. I mean, this is not original, I guess, necessarily just to Mario, but you have a lot of games that'll have the like Mario archetype character, but the whole point of the plot or the whole like meta message is that actually that hero is the bad guy and they're just like getting in the way of of the princess living their own life or being a jerk to the brother and uh like why are you always going around trying to save princesses they didn't ask to be saved and it's this uh (laughs) entire genre of of games i think that exist these days that are the like anti-mario honestly a really really great example of this is a recent game called wonderling um that it's about a dude named carrot man who's got to save princess p in the vegetable kingdom but you actually you play as the as the like bad guy and it's just it's but it's a whole like super deep story about how about the main hero maybe they're not actually the hero in the story (laughs) and it's it's become a whole genre unto itself of like making fun of the mario archetype and i think a lot of it comes from this this uh the fact that Nintendo decided to make Luigi his own person and and create personality around these characters that allows us to be able to explore. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's it too, right? Really. Like, what what what's Mario's personality that like we know like established in things outside of him saving princesses? He's strong I and he's no brave. He goes and fights and saves the princess who's dumb and keeps getting maybe kidnapped. She's, maybe maybe Jason's right. Maybe she doesn't want to be kidnapped. Maybe. maybe. I know, maybe he's yeah. just stalking her. Maybe he's a stalker. Oh maybe. Maybe he's a stalker. And I'm saying there's an entire genre of games that exist out Mario's there. Mario's really just <laughs> a homewrecker. Oh, my God. Because you gave the script. You gave there's the script an entire genre, genre of games. I said to Luigi, you know, more timid, happier, but get sad easy. What, what, are, what are Mario's characteristics? We don't know. That's why he's, that's why. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's actually really fair. I don't know if I've ever thought about how Mario has characteristics or a character outside of his red o- his blue overalls. You don't, because he never talks, never says anything, never goes, Ma! He says, it's a me, Mario! He never goes, Luigi! But you know who does? Luigi, when he's like, Mario! When he's looking for his brother, trying to save him in a mansion. He's scared. He's so scared. And he just goes through and does it anyway. That's that's the marker of a true champion. He's like, you know what it is? You know what it is? He is Sam. And Mario is Frodo. <laughs> the little thing who gets all like the attention and all the love and doesn't get all the praise. But it's really Sam who's the true hero of the Super Mario Bros. story. I think that saying that Mario is Frodo is being too nice to Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Mario doesn't have personality. Mario, I don't know. I almost said maybe Mario's just Golem, but that's too mean. Mario's not <laughs> Golem. But but who's like one of the humans that are like, yeah, they're a hero, but they're like they're like they're not that they're not that special. That's Gimli? who Mario is. <laughs> not a not a human. Is Mario Gimli? Mm. No, I mean <laughs> they're both small and human. They're both short and fat. <laughs> they both got mustaches. So. <laughs> Sorry, that's just my defense of Luigi being Luigi. <laughs> no, that is perfectly fine. Like I said, they've given him his own yeah. little personality. Um, obviously, I've not been a fan of him being just a bunch of scaredy cats of everything. But obviously, that is what Nintendo decided to do with him. But it has been weird of seeing the dynamic because obviously, I don't. It's weird because I've seen like you. You can't really pinpoint when it comes to Mario, but I'm like kind of with the agreement of like Jason of saying like I can pinpoint exactly everything, but it's been like Mario does kind of have this like not really bully aspect. He's but just kinda, the opposite of Luigi. But kind of ha- he is kind and joyful and loving, yeah. and Mario is a if he's the opposite of he Luigi, comes off. Uh, what, what do you always say? Prickly, I guess. He comes off like that, I guess. I just watched that clip that Jason put in there. Mario is a dick. <laughs> he straight up just stole Luigi's moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I don't like this. He's just I like, don't like Mario. He's just now. the like, you know, I don't regret never playing a Mario game to completion outside of Sunshine. He's just the archetypical hero yeah, that has no personality. He's, he's Kanye anything, West. Except that Mario's Kanye hero. West. They gave him what? He gave he's him a Kanye bad. West moment in in Mario Super no. Power Tennis. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> okay, yes. So self-important. Yes, he's so That's self-important. exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but also in Super Mario Odyssey, you literally possess the bodies of living beings using your magical hat, and in in the like opening first time you do this to possess this frog, it's like this really creepy, disturbing thing where you just like go into the frog's mind and like take it over kind of it's kind of creepy totally aside the point but yeah it's a little weird mario yeah. i feel like we're i feel like it's not that deep and we're making it very deep i know so, it's, starting well, to dis- it's starting to distress well, me well that's what i'm saying because i think it Feeling is like, like some we said game of, like, theory bs <laughs> yeah but i mean it's kind of what we said like they've made a point of trying to you know give ouija personality and stuff but then they it has to come at some effect and it turns into like Mario does Mario stuff, but I don't think Mario's ever done anything completely bad outside taking a trophy, which is still funny. <laughs> but yeah. they're just, you know, he comes off with what he comes off with. I mean, why do people like Wario? Wario kind of sucks. Because they're person. villains and everybody loves villains. Yeah, He's an I mean, anti hero, kind of. 
Yeah, they may turn him into an anti-hero more well, now. And, and, they, and they've developed a personality around this character that previously was just a uh, upside-down Mario. And he's like this jolly, fat uh, crook that is hilarious. Is Mario and not, has a whole personality around is being Mario gross. not the best character in his own franchise? I think he is. I think the problem we had is you had to make they had to sell other people stuff, so they gave him stuff that they didn't have to give to Mario. I mean, this gets back to what but I was Mario saying in the no very beginning. I think I think the difference is is that like Mario is just there. He, I don't, I don't, I can't, I cannot think of any characteristics outside of now that he's a bully. Now that I've seen the Mario Power <laughs> Tennis, thing. because you can describe Daisy, you can he's describe, he's he's describe Yoshi, like you can describe Toad. Well, I can't describe Daisy. I can't describe Daisy. I just, she's a brunette, and I could, I could look like her if I wanted, and I wasn't brown. I don't know how much closer yeah. to her, than, <laughs> but than like this uh, gets back to what I feel like I was saying way in the beginning with like the development of these personalities and the fact that these characters exist at all means that people who have different preferences in games or are attracted to different personalities and characters or different, you know, qualities in who they play as have all of these options within the most popular franchise to exist. So if you like your, your lanky goobers, you've got, you've got Luigi or you've got Waluigi. They're both lanky goobers, but different kinds, even within that. So like, I think uh, the power of what Luigi created and everything that's branched off in other characters from there is is uh, a lot. Everyone has options. Everyone has something else they can enjoy within the same. Everyone has a different character they can pick when they go play Mario Party because I just like the regular old hero, or I like the way you know the the booze are just some. That little cute ghosts, or you know, everyone, everyone's got something they can latch on. Or because Nintendo wants all of your money. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> <also> both. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go with that. Yeah, um, I guess as before, we kind of get into our final thoughts and anything else. We'll get into some fun facts about Ouija. These are actually a little different than the Mario fun facts. Um, nothing quite apparently disturbing, according to Kate, um, as last week's episode. Um, but Ouija's name kind of comes from a pun and a pizza place, depending on how you want to go with the story. Uh, apparently, Ouija's name comes from uh, Raiji or something like that, exactly. That's pronounced basically, which means similar in Japanese, basically, aka similar to Mario. And they kind of, from what I understood, they kind of pronounced the same way. Um, but also, there was apparently a pizza place called Mario and Luigi's next to Nintendo office in Washington, and then between that and kind of like oh, that's this, awesome. between that and kind of this whole pun of like it's similar to Mario, yeah, like a like I said some of the stuff it's just like they kind of did this, you know, this is like the eighties, obviously, you know, I'm sure there's a cocaine joke in there somewhere, but you know, it's just why <laughs> is every decade before the nineties get a cocaine joke? Have you not seen what happened in the eighties? There's a lot of cocaine in the 80s. Ben Bias died and ruined the Celtics franchise. In Cocaine's the a hell of a drug. <laughs> That's also from the 80s. <laughs> but anyways, um, but no, like I said, obviously the rumor of Mario and Luigi's Pizza Place in the office, but obviously playing a pun on basically the name, you know, uh, you know, similar in Japanese, basically Mario Ouija, similar, you know, as an American thing, and also it kind of fit and sounded Italian <laughs> of some sort. Um, 
so this is his whole name. Basically, his whole existence been a pun of similar, and they all the way down to name. Um, obviously, Nintendo had the year of Luigi in March of 2013 to 2014, March 2014, um, that coincided with all the Luigi content, which is pretty much almost all of it outside of like the two early, the earlier and the after um, Luigi's Mansion. So you had Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, New Luigi, Super U, Doctor Luigi, and then technically they had a Mario and Luigi Dream Team, which obviously is an RPG one where you could play as Luigi or Mario in there. And then obviously last year we had the month of Luigi, which is October of 2019, to go with the Luigi's Mansion three. Um, so they have celebrated. I have liked the way Nintendo has done stuff, and I wish more companies do this because obviously this year. Um, we had the year of Mario, you know, for to celebrate Mario's 31st anniversary. Obviously, we have Luigi. Um, you had the year of Luigi in 2013. I think we're even moving into possibly, you know, like some stuff with like um, Luigi's existence and everything. Like, I suppose more. Com- I mean, obviously, Nintendo's weird because like Mario Brothers is, you know, Mario we talked about last year kind of is Nintendo, but like the celebration of like the stuff like we're just, Nintendo's came out and said, we're going to, you know what we're going to do? Luigi's been around a long time. We're going to make the Wii- year of Luigi. Let's just give him all the Luigi content. You know? And like I said, that was the plan for this year before COVID and everything else hit of, like, doing year of Mario. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give him a ton of Mario content. Um, so I think pretty cool marketing. Because and- he's a bully. That's why he got a whole year. Oh, my God. Well, Luigi got a year, too. It's fine. Oh, and you a said month earlier. That no. was just recently. Oh, you- 2013 oh, was the year of yeah, Luigi. Yeah, 2013. Okay. Yeah. Um... Obviously, there's an unlockable Luigi-themed version of Mario Brother titled Luigi Brothers uh, that was included in the Super Mario 3D world. Despite being twins, Luigi is supposedly two years younger than Mario, which is weird. What? They're just time-displaced twins. How does twins. that work? They're, they're time-displaced twins. It's weird. Their whole relationship brother stuff, once again, the 80s. Um... But yeah, obviously we have um, Charles Marnet or Martinet, basically the voice of Mario. Also voices Ouija's, but also not all the time because, like Ouija Gone, he's actually had two voice actors for a while, depending on what region you got the game in. Because I think in like the Japanese version stuff, they actually had a French narrator named uh, I think it's Julian Bartikoff. He actually voiced Ouija in some of these other games coming up. Um, the funny thing about Ouija's voice is it's gone up in pitch, it's gone down in pitch, it's been in the middle of pitch, and they've kind of actually just messed with this voice. So uh, while well, Mario's had the same voice, Ouija's actually, depending on the game, despite having maybe, you know, one of the two voice actors, per se, his his pitch of his voice has actually gone up and down and everything else. Um, the other fun thing is we brought up Super Smash, so Super Smash Brothers and then Melee. Ouija's voice was actually just made up clips from Mario's voice taken from Super <laughs> Mario 64. I hate that so much. <laughs> no respect. Mario is such a bully that Luigi doesn't even get to have his own voice. And kind of along the same lines of voice, it was funny because obviously Mario 64 and Mario 64 Kart were kind of like sometimes the first time, some of the first times like people were actually exposed to what Mario's voice sounded like. Because despite being around earlier, there's really no like you know dialogue and voice acting in some of the, a lot of the older games, and so you actually don't hear quote unquote Mario um, in a game until like Mario sixty four, like I said, or and then obviously Mario sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four. So a lot of these games actually just take a lot of the clips of these uh, from these two games and just reuse them and mix and match them throughout a lot of the games that come afterwards with their voicing. Um, so Ouija's had some weird time with him voicing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know um, what is what is your version of his voice. Jason, like what, like if I say do a do a Luigi impression, like what are you doing? 
if I did a Luigi impression, it's going to be the same one you did before with the Mario. Yeah, that's that's, that's where my mind goes to <laughs> that or his yeah. uh, no go, Yahoo in uh, Mario sixty four because that's like <laughs> yeah, where yeah. I first heard his voice. So that's that, those are the two that stick out to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, the only voice I really think of is the, is the one in in Luigi's Mansion. Same. Or him driving around in Mario Kart, the very, very first one. Which I think those are actually two different voices. They probably are. Yeah, they probably are. (laughs) Um, It's funny because Luigi actually appeared to be in Castlevania Lord of the Shadows 2013 game. Uh, There's a scroll of a dead person who references the Super Mario Brothers and seems that Luigi has died in this time frame um, as they're searching kind of in the underground, you know. Probably died saving his brother, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> it looks like he apparently ate mushrooms of the wrong kind. Um, Whoops. You mean his brother didn't push him off of the podium and, like, he was dead? No. Um, also, speaking of death, it was funny because in 2018, we had the Super Smash tra- Bros. Ultimate trailer, which Luigi seemed to die by the Grim Reaper from Castlevania, in which, obviously, it did not ca- cause some mass hysteria, per se. Not like super huge, but definitely people were very upset and wondering what the hell was going on, thinking Ouija actually died. Yeah. And to the point where Nintendo had to come out and say, Ouija is not dead. It was just part of the trailer. We didn't kill our own character. Um, but it was hilarious. I do actually remember this. I don't know if anybody I totally else remember remembers that. this. Yeah. Um, I, it was, it was probably for, it was probably it was probably a reference to the Castlevania probably, game, but yeah, I totally to be, remember right? everyone just being like, "Yeah, it was just totally like hashtag Luigi is dead <laughs> for a yes. while, like a month." <laughs> yeah, and apparently, like I said, the children of Luigi stuff were not happy of going. They just killed they just killed Luigi. What's going on? I know there was even the fun thing people going to extreme like, "So what happens in Luigi's mansion? Is it is it gone? Is it still exist? Because obviously, we were trying to get the third one. Because which obviously it comes out, you know, I think uh, about a year later or something like that. It is, but it not was... that deep. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is also funny because bringing of that, um, there's also been the whole fun fan fairies of everything. Of Ouija's actually is dead, and his mansion is just him being a ghost within his dead mansion, his ghost of his dead self in his mansion that you're playing. Ah, uh, the classic. They go- were dead the whole time. This theory. whole episode is just making me sad. Like, I just want to give Luigi a hug because he deserves it. Because all his theories are he's dead. Or he doesn't even get his own voice. Or Mario wants to steal all his trophies for himself. Like, this just makes me sad. But yes, it was uh, great. Um, And then we, to the biggest and the best thing ever, um, we brought up Mario 64 for a long time. And essentially, for the longest time... And I remember this even as a child of this game of it was always rumored that Ouija was supposed to be in the game or was in the game. And it was never anything else until essentially July of this year, 25 years later, it was finally confirmed that Ouija was actually supposed to be in Super Mario 64. And apparently they didn't have the memory for both characters. And while they want to add a mini game for Ouija, which apparently is kind of like what Super Ouija was, um... Nintendo said they thought people only had one controller for the N64 when it was going to be released, and so they didn't want to have a two-player game with nobody controlling, being able to play the thing. Um, But it was just funny that it took 25 years and all this stuff for them to finally confirm that Ouija was supposed to be in Super Mario 64. And I don't know about you, but that helped me feel better because that was one of my main things. Much as I love 64, it's like, where was Luigi in Mario Super 64? 
Yeah, and I know that we had talked about this at the top of the episode, but I could have sworn he was in it because that's like I remember him being in it. But I was remembering one of like the re-releases for the DS is what I was remembering. Oh yeah, um, because yes, I remember he could he could like great. skate on water, not like walk on water. Maybe he is dead. He's Jesus. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> oh my no! God, Luigi's Jesus. I knew I knew Mario was a Judas. No. I knew it. I I knew it. <laughs> yeah, we got to go back and amend the Mario episode. Yeah, we got to go, go back, back and amend the Mario episode <laughs> where we called it, where we called Mario our savior. He's Judas. Yeah. <laughs> the truth well, yeah, there's out. the whole Jason, like. Jason, I'm sure the... you've had. I was gonna say, Jason, I'm sure you had thoughts on this Super Mario 64, especially it being like your favorite game, as we've learned over the last two episodes. I just. I definitely remember as a kid being, you know, convinced of all of those same rumors of like Luigi's in this game. You just got to get to the top of the castle, and then, uh, yeah, Yoshi's there. But you got to like get even higher up on the castle, and if you can get even higher up, that's where you find Luigi. And uh, and and, hundred stars. You had to talk to Yoshi. You had to jump off, maybe do a flip and land properly without dying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was like all had to be about getting on top of the castle, and yeah, just Yoshi was waiting up there. And as a kid, as a kid, I never got all the stars either. I I didn't get all of them until I was in eleventh grade, playing it uh, on my laptop on a ROM, and that was the first time I finally got to the got to meet Yoshi on the top of the castle. There was no Luigi, but I definitely. That was the rumor I always knew about, but apparently the bigger one is the like the the L is real two four zero one thing where the in the courtyard behind the castle and like where one of the boo levels is is a statue that has some text on it that you can't actually read, but people like swore that what the text says is L is real two four zero one and that it was like this code to like find out how to find Luigi, and then last year. Uh, 24 years and one month after the release of Mario on the N64, some people, somebody like finally was able to like get the data files for the game and and leak them online. And like it was discovered for a finally official, like Matt said, that like Luigi was originally intended to be in the game. And there were a couple of assets that were still in the, in the, uh, in the data. And L is real, 2401. Gamers have too much time on their hands. So, yeah. Oh my god! So like, like that is like in the if you like Google like list of the top ten video game rumors ever. This is absolutely number one or two on probably yes. every list. Yeah. And the fact that twenty four years and one month later, somebody was like they confirmed that this rumor actually had some sort of and like had like a conclusion to this rumor is. It was it was a, a field day on the internet, and it was it was like one was of the great. Few times. Like I said, I felt good. I remember <laughs> yeah. this as a kid, like Jason did. Like obviously, I remember the booth up. I didn't know it was actually called L two four one, but I, I didn't like, know that oh, part of it either. I knew there was a courtyard that you could go, and they found like Luigi stuff. But I also knew about the tower because, like we mentioned before, you just got to get to the top of the tower, man. Everything happened <laughs> on the top. And, but but also, but, I just imagine that this person that had the like that had the leaked assets or whatever had probably found it five years earlier and was just holding on to it until 24 years and one like month later. Right? Like, they just they just wanted to make it just that much greater. <laughs> Have you, has anybody seen the photo? Because apparently I know with the asset, I believe you get a photo of him in his green... Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He looks almost just like Mario. They have, I think, a little bit more distinction difference between them. Obviously, you know, we're still back in the 1990s of color palette. 
yeah i remember being genuinely excited about this like wow my childhood has been vindicated (laughs) (laughs) um but anyways um so i guess it kind of closes out does anybody have any more uh i guess the questions or before we get to like quick question before we get final thoughts or just dive into final thoughts here just dive into final thoughts because i have one okay kate get this rock and roll luigi is a precious baby and i feel so bad that i haven't properly appreciated him all this time that's all I have to say. He deserves a hug. I will pick you from now on, probably, maybe. I don't have any <laughs> of you, so I'll make that now. Okay. One day you might be fast enough to get Yoshi, but until then, you can take all the Luigi you want. Um, Adrian, what do you uh, Yeah, us? I mean, I've always just gravitated to Luigi more for whatever reason, but I think it just like really solidifies for me when I played Luigi's Mansion. Um, and you get to play something like other than just playing Mario all the time. And then even through this episode, I was like, yeah. Yeah, Luigi's Luigi's a much better dude. I feel vindicated that I've always been a Luigi guy. Um, me, look, you also like if someone's got to be Scotty Pippen, man. Like on his own, can hold his own, <laughs> just does good stuff. Some people got to be Scotty Pippen to to Michael Jordan sometimes. You know what I mean? If you don't know what that reference is, go back and listen to our Michael oh Jordan episode. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. Um. So I guess before obviously we get to Jason, we'll get mine. Um, obviously one more, more fun fact that I forgot to add in here, stuff. Ouija was only green because that was the only color that they could actually make memory wise. Because they could oh, make green funny. and they could make red. Yeah, <laughs> they like it was. It was they like took the green from the Koopas and just put it on yes, Mario, they took, basically. Yeah, they took the yeah. So basically, some of the uh, I think there were two different enemies, the Koopas, and I think some of the shell stuff, and the red went with the Mario. So like, we'll take the green from the Koopas and throw it back on to Luigi. One so other super quick fact that's fun is that Luigi's the only Mario character with an ectoplasmic copy of himself named Luigi, and God bless Luigi for existing. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> but there's actually quite a few fun other stuff in here to talk about. But far as me, obviously, um. I like Ouija for the fact that he's green. Um, and obviously, he doesn't look like, I guess, a short, stubby bully or whatnot else. Um, obviously, I don't... I'm never going to not be able to think of Mario as a bully now. Thank you. <laughs> um, I said, I will still probably never choose him unless I have to in Mario Kart or Party. Because I, unlike Kate, can choose Yoshi fast. And I also like Koopa, which nobody seems to like <laughs> Koopa but me. Um, which is good. Maybe that's why I like Koopa, because nobody else likes him. And I'm definitely not going to be a Donkey Kong or Bowser person. Sorry. I don't know. Boo is right there. Um, yeah, Boo, Boo's not bad. Um, but no, I understand. It is nice to see him kind of branch off. It's been interesting to see what Nintendo's done over the years with their kind of their franchise, this kind of Mario franchise, and turn it into like this whole, as we said, universe or university of characters. And so it should be interesting to see. I mean... I'm okay. I mean, we are still going to get Mario content, and Mario's still going to be good, so I'm going to still be good for things. Um, but I don't know if I'm... I don't know. I will probably play Mario Kart and do whatever, but I'm not... Luigi's Mansion, it looks fun. I will say the third one looks fun. I don't know about the first two, but the one that came out, it does seem interesting and fun. I want the ghost pup. With the ghost pup, but we'll see what happens. But my love for Luigi is not a dire as jason's and so i'll let him take this away yes i've i've prepared i've I've, I've, i have some prepared remarks for this occasion (laughs) okay so 
For so many folks, Luigi is merely the epitome of player two. The little brother, the sidekick. But like so many who suffer under the thumb of the mediocre white men who hold power over them, Luigi has so much more to offer the world than just Lankin leaps. To me, Luigi is the embodiment of every kid and every adult who dared to be different, who picked up the controller and said, no, I will not wear the same red shirt as everyone else. I will be green. Moreover, he represents at large that the weirdos and the goobers deserve their own day in the sun, as every title from Luigi's Mansion to the Year of Luigi games proved. He's not the boring, stodgy Mario. He's not the ultra-chaotic Waluigi. He's just a perfectly balanced goof. And I am grateful for his representing people who are as weird, but not that weird, as I am. Also, my favorite color is green. <laughs> that might be the best closing thoughts of 2020. I don't think anyone beats that like that. <laughs> it's... Move, Move over, Alex. Alex. You just lost your spot, dude, because that was here. fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Oh, and with that, thank you so much, Jason. Why don't you tell people where they can find you and your Luigi fandom on the webs? Yes, uh, you'll find me at Bawaii, writing some some stuff about green goobers like Luigi and other things. You'll find me on Twitter at flatter underscore you. And... Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Glad we made this happen. Awesome. <laughs> and as always, you can find the podcast at But Why Though PC, B U T W H Y T H O P C on everything. And if you want to support the show a little bit more, head on over to patreon.com slash But Why Though PC. And you can find me at Omamithrandir on Twitter. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me at Super 93, S U P E R R U I Z 93. Matt? <sighs> Mario still <laughs> was worth so much more. Do 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 do